Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. From our series of preventative faith, I know y'all was expecting about 10 uh, volumes of that, but God put this message on my heart. Uh, just right about exactly after service last Sunday, he put this on my heart about how, you know, sometimes we go through hard things and we go through trials, but there's a glory that comes out of it. Now, I don't say that this morning just to be cliche, because I know we hear that in church so many times, but I want you to know that there's something coming in your life that you've never seen before. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There's a glory, there's a power that's coming forth that's going to make everything that you went through seem as if it was all worth it. Amen? Because that's what we want in here this morning. 2 Corinthians 4, 6, when you got it, let's pray. Father, I thank you today for your word. Lord, I thank you for the anointing in here today. It's already electrifying this house. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that your word is always... And let me say it again, always backed up with signs and wonders and miracles and demonstrations of your spirit. Why? To prove that you are the Lord. And I thank you today for this and I bless every person that's in here this morning. And I thank you, Father, that you've got a now word for them, a rhema word that's going to bring them up out of their trials and their troubles in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Now, if you would look this way real quick and just put a big smile on your face. Amen. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take up the tithing offering. Thank you for reminding me, brother. Amen. Hallelujah. That's just as important as anything else. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let's honor God today. Lord, we thank you, Father, for this tithe and this offering. Father, we put our trust in you. And Lord, I thank you right now, Father, that we cannot outgive you. And Father, it pays to serve you and to put you first. And Lord, I thank you that the blessing is upon every person today that is giving, that is trusting you with their finances. We put you to the test today, Lord, and we thank you for it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. Hallelujah. Let's read it right here. It says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. Somebody say, I have this treasure. Say it one more time like you mean it. I have this treasure. You may not see it right now, but I've got this treasure. Come on, somebody. It may not look like it in my life right now, but I have a treasure that's on the inside of me. In this earthen vessel, the excellency of the power, that the excellency of the power may be of whom? God and not of whom? Us. So I've learned not to rely on myself, but to put my trust in God. Amen. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, 
but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. Now, if you want to read it this way, when you study the Greek, it says it like this. We are hard-pressed, but yet we're not crushed. How many's ever been there this morning? You need to talk to me today. Where it seems like you've been in a hard-pressed situation. That it seems as if it's impossible. That you're about to lose your mind. That you're about to let go on everything that God promised you. And said, I just can't deal with it no more. But yet somehow, some way, you were not crushed. Is there anybody talking to me in here this morning? That says, yes, I've been there. Even in times when we don't know what to do. Somehow, we still have hope in our lives. How many's ever been in a situation where it seemed as if that... I mean, you just didn't know what to do. You didn't know how to pray about this thing. You didn't know how to handle it. You didn't know how to go about it. But yet somewhere on the deep, on the inside of you, there was a hope that says you're going to make it out of this. Come on, somebody. You didn't see a way out. But you had something on the inside of you that says, I just know that God is going to make a way. I just know that God is going to do something mighty in my life. This is what Paul is saying here. Though the enemy is always looking for ways to bring you down. We're still reading this right now. Though the enemy's looking for ways to bring you down, we are not helpless. How many know sometimes the enemy wants to put pressure on you? He wants to put you in a situation and he wants to see if you're going to squirm. He wants to see if you're going to back down and not do what God has called you to do. But yet Paul said when the enemy puts me in that kind of situation, he said, I realize that I am not helpless. Come on somebody. How many knows the word declares that he said, I will make a way of escape in every temptation that you're going through. Somebody needs to give God some praise in here this morning. God always sends exactly what you need, when you need it, and how you need it. Hallelujah. So we're not helpless. We may get knocked down. How many's ever got knocked down a time or two? Come on now. We may get knocked down. This is what Paul is saying. We may get knocked down completely. That word right here in the Greek means you'd get knocked down all the way to the floor and you just spread out. Watch this though. He says, but we do not lose. (laughs) Come on, help me, brother. Watch this right here. It's not if you get knocked down. It's can you get back up. Somebody help me in here today. It's not about if you, anybody can keep going if they're not, if they're never knocked down, if they're not shoved to the ground. But I want to know, I want to know something here today. Can you get back up and dust yourself off again? See, I told somebody one time before, they said, I keep falling down. I keep falling down. I just, I don't know if I am who God's called me to do, if I am who God has called me to be, and, and if I can have what God has called me to have. And this is what I told him one time. I said, it's not if you get knocked down. He, I said, you only lose when you refuse to get back up. Come on, somebody, talk to me. When, until you refuse and say, you know what, I'm not getting back up. I'm going to stay in the muck and the mire. Then that's when you lose. But I don't care. Come on. He said, though a righteous man falls seven times, yet, come on, shall he arise. You ought to stop right there and give the Lord some praise in here today. Though you fall seven times, God says, I promise you, you're going to get back up. Turn to your neighbor real quick and say, I'm getting back up from this. Hallelujah. Watch this right here. 2 Corinthians 4.10. 
Read this right. It says, always, I'm always bearing about me in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life, somebody say the life, also of Jesus might be made manifested in my body. Now, Paul, now watch this. I'm going to break your theology because we've been taught that Paul is saying, you know, we're just, we're just decaying every day. We're just going about and we're, ba- we're barely hanging on and we're just decaying and fading away. But our inner man is strengthening. That's not what he's saying. He is saying, I am dying every day to my will, my strength. Come on. My, my devices, everything that I could try to figure out and how I'm going to get on this. He said, I am dying to that every day. I'm not looking to my strength. I'm not looking to my capabilities. He said, but I'm tapping into that life that's on the inside of me. That word life in the Greek is zoe. Say it with me, zoe. What does that mean? That word zoe means it is the God kind of life that affects spiritual and natural living. In what way? It gives you vitality and animation, which means it makes you alive. So Paul is not saying we're going about just barely, we're old and decrepit and just barely going around. No, that's not what Paul is saying. He's saying, but as time goes on, we're learning to tap into more and more of that life in Christ, that Zoe life that is quickening not only our spiritual man, Come on, we're gaining knowledge in Christ. We're gaining knowledge of His power. But He said it's also quickening. It's making alive our mortal bodies. Does anybody in here today need some quickening in your mortal body? Yeah, you might have brought in some pains and aches in your body. You may have brought in some disease in your body. But if you listen to me today, if you listen to this message, you can walk out of here healed today. And if you believe that, we need to give God some glory today because He's still the healer. Come on. He's still the way maker. Hallelujah. So what Paul is saying is, is that the troubles that we're going through, the distresses, He says, it's not hurting us, but it's actually benefiting us. Oh, come on. Uh, Come on. See, what he's saying is, he says, the more more we are pressed, the more oil comes out. Did y'all hear what I said? Say that with me. The more I'm pressed, the more oil comes out. And in case you don't know what the oil is, it's the anointing. See, what you got to realize is, is the troubles that you're going through right now, they're not meant to destroy you. Yeah, I know the enemy means to destroy you. I know he means to rob you and take everything from you. But you got to understand that God is using these things to make sure that the oil comes out of you. That when you stop trusting in your money, when you stop trusting in your resources, when you stop trusting in people around you, and you start looking unto God, there's an oil that's coming out. Somebody say there's an anointing that's coming forth. That's going to answer every demand, every demand, every need that's around me. And that Zoe life is coming forth in my life. Somebody say the more I'm pressed the more oil's coming out. You need to tell that to the enemy right now. The more you press me, come on, the more you press me, the more oil's going to come out. 
So you go right ahead. Come on. You come at me. You do this. You do that. Because let me tell you something. I'm only going to gain knowledge in Christ. Come on. I'm only going to gain wisdom in Him. Somebody can, can you vouch for me this morning that says when I came out of my troubles, when I came out of my hardships, I came out wiser, stronger, come on, more, more enthused, more excited, more thrilled in the Lord than I had ever been before I ever went through the trial. Hallelujah. Exodus 27, 20. Read this right here. He says, and you shall command the children of Israel that they bring unto you, what? Pure oil. Olive, what? Beaten. One translation says pressed. Oh, come on. For the light to cause the lamps to burn when? Always. <laughs> There's something else that Paul said. He said, the afflictions are the troubles that we're going through right now. He said, they don't even come close to the weight of the glory that awaits us. Are you hearing me? And I'm not just talking about Beulah land. I'm talking about on the other side of your mountain. I'm talking about on the other side of your trial. On the other side of your storm. There is a glory that's waiting on you. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, that you can't quit right now. That's why you can't throw in the towel right now. That's why, let me tell you something, you've come too far. You've went through too much to say, I've had enough now. I've been sent by the Lord to tell you to keep pushing, to keep pulling, to keep praying, to keep confessing, keep walking by faith because there is an oil that's coming out of you that's going to, I mean, that's going to bring such a glory out of you that's going to rock nations. Do you believe it? Say amen. amen. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Those of you that's battled sickness over and over and over, do you understand the reason why you did that? Let me tell you why. Because the enemy wanted to take your confidence in that area. You say, what are you saying? Because I'm looking at a bunch of people that have healing ministries. You say, what do you mean? I'm telling you that the very place... See, the enemy knows who you're going to become. That's why he's fighting you while you're weak. That's why he's fighting you before you find out. Because he's just hoping that you'll never find out who you're called to be. But it just so happens you're in a church that is focused on your purpose. That's focused on the prophecies over your life. That says you are called more to just be a seat warmer in the church. But God has made you a mighty man and woman of God to shake nations. That he's going to use you to touch countless lives. And so you see... The pressing of the olive. See, I want you to understand today that the value of the olive is the what? Oil. Paul said we have a treasure not on the outside. He said it's on the inside. And he said the perplexities, the distress, the troubles, he said it's bringing it out. See, see what Paul was saying here in 2 Corinthians, he wasn't saying something to gripe and complain Oh, we just don't know what we're going to do. All oh, life is so hard and this and that. That's not what he was saying. He, <clears throat> he was saying, yeah, the enemy's fighting us. He hits us sometimes. He does this. He does that. He said, but it all works to our advantage because there is an anointing that is coming out of us. 
He said that the power of the life of Jesus would be seen in us. Who was he talking about? He's talking about those of the world. See, God wants to bring you to a place where the people of the world see the anointing on your life. Are you listening to me? When they see the power of God working in you, that's what He wants. He wants to make your fruits visible. Amen? I I love my personal walk with God, don't you? I love what what I experience with God in the secret places. But you know, that He didn't say He gets glory out of that. He said you get glory out of that. I reward you openly for what you do in the secret. Amen? But you see, I read in my Bible, it says that the Father gets glory when? When I bear forth much fruit. In other words, when that anointing is displayed for people to see, when they see the power of God working in my body, when they see it working in my finances, when they see it working in my family, then they're going to give glory to God. They're going to see that the God that you serve, He really is God, and beside Him there is no other. Can we give God some glory in here today? Hallelujah. Zoe life. But one thing you need to realize about the olive is the only way the oil comes out is it must be crushed. Come on. Pressed. Somebody say pressed. When it is pressed, then that precious oil comes out. Can I let you in on something? I know we're, we're in a generation today that everybody wants to get saved today and have all the power and the anointing tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. Somebody say the anointing will cost you something. That oil is precious. What does it take? How many knows what it takes to make a diamond? A lot of pressure and what? A lot of heat. Can I tell you something here today? I'm looking at a bunch of diamonds. Hey, hey, hey. You say, what you talking about, Pastor? I'm looking at a bunch of people that's been through some hard places. I'm looking at a bunch of people in the day that's been pressed and pressed and pressed. And you, you even question, why have I been pressed like this? Why have I been in so much heat in my life? It seems like I've been going through the fire for a long, long time. Well, I've been sent by the Lord to tell you this morning that you're getting ready to come out of that fire. You're getting ready to come out of that pressure. A beautiful, precious diamond. Somebody better give the Lord some praise in here hallelujah because God does nothing without purpose he doesn't bring you through the fire just to see you dance and hop around Uh uh-uh he doesn't let you go through the pressure just to see if you'll squirm and cry out to him no 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 no. God does it for your advantage There's an oil that's coming. Somebody lift your hand and say, there's an oil that's coming. There's an oil, there's an anointing that's coming. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been through some hard times in my life. I've been through some great pressures. But I can stand up here today and thank God for it and give Him praise for it. Why? Because I've seen the other side of it. Can somebody help me? Is there anybody in here today that says, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the other side of it. I've seen a glory come out of this thing that made me praise God in the trouble, that made me praise God in the pressure. Why? Because the oil began to flow. Hallelujah. And see, what you got to understand, and you've heard me say this before, that you're not just going through what you're going through for you. You're going through for all those other ones that's going to go through the same thing you're going through. Amen? Then when you can look to them and say, hey, God done it for me. 
He's going to do it for you. Amen. He's going to do it for you. I've been there. I know what it's like. Hallelujah. So the olive oil is precious, but it only comes out when it is pressed. Amen. So somebody say, the more you press me, the more the oil is going to come out. <laughs> God told me one time, he said, he said, I want you to consider it an honor when the enemy attacks you. At first I was like, what? An honor? He said, yeah, I want you to consider an honor when the enemy attacks you. But see, now that I understand, I can say, yeah, I know what you're saying now. Because this is why he was telling me that. He was telling because any time the enemy hits you, it's always going to get back what he stole from you. Y'all didn't hear me. See, I can show you scripture where that where the, any time that, that God strikes the enemy, it always gives something to you. How many knows that when Jehoshaphat went into the battle singing praises unto God, come on, he sent the singers praising unto God. The Bible says that, the, that God fought for them. That He said, the battle is not yours, but it's mine, says the Lord. And he fought for them. And guess what else? That's not all. They not only destroyed the enemy, the Lord strike the enemy, but guess what? They took the spoils of the battle. <laughs> Woo, somebody say, there's an oil coming. There's an oil coming. Hallelujah. James 1, 12, or 1, 2, excuse me. It says, my brethren, count it all what? Did we read that right? Let's read that again. Count it all joy when you fall into what? Diverse temptations. In other words, pressures. Is the enemy pressuring you in your finances? Count it all joy because there's an anointing of increase coming. Oh, somebody talk to me. When the enemy is pressing your, with pressing your body, count it all joy. Because not only are you going to be healed, come on, but you're going to get other people healed. Oh, he said, count it all joy when the enemy's trying to attack your family. Because not only are you going to get your family saved, but you're going to get other people's families saved. Come on, somebody. See, we've got to learn to quit looking at things the way we've been looking at them. Instead of looking at things as misfortunes, we need to start looking at them as opportunities. Somebody say amen. Instead of looking at things as setbacks, we need to look at them as setups. Instead of looking at things as failures, we need to look at it as something that's going to boost my future. Are you listening to me? See, there's a, there's a verse in there that most people don't like to quote, but it says, It was good that I was afflicted, that I might keep your word, your law, your statutes. You see, everybody, I'm looking at everybody in here today. The reason why you're here today and you're saved is only because you were pressed. Are y'all listening to me? You didn't come in here and kneel at the altar wherever you knelt and say, God, I just want to accept you because everything's going so great, I can't even hardly stand it in my life. Come on. We didn't do that, did we? I, I don't really need you, but I heard somebody say I need you. So, you know, if you want to be the Lord of my life. No, you didn't say that. What would you say? God, I'm tired of this. Come on. I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of feeling the pressures of life. I'm tired of things on my own. I'm tired of being broken. I'm tired of being empty. Will you come and wash me clean? Forgive me of my sins and become the Lord of my life. And that's why you're here today. So let me say it one more time. When you were pressed, that's when the oil began to flow. Mm -mm -mm. 
count it all joy. Why can I count it all joy? Now I know why I can count it all joy. Because I know that through this pressing, oil's going to flow. The oil's what's precious. Come on, that treasure's going to come forth. Let me say it to you like this. You don't fight a war over nothing. Do you? They've, through history, we fought wars for many different things, for oil, for, for resources, for, for territory. We fought wars over something. In other words, there's always spoils. Without spoils, without treasures, there's no reason for war. And see, some of you are walking around with your head hang low saying, woe is me, because you don't see why you're going through these trials. You don't see why you've been pressed like you've been pressed. But you see, the reason why you've seen that is because you don't see that there is treasure on the inside of you. Come on. There is precious oil on the inside of you. He said, before I knew you, or before you were ever in your mother's womb, I knew you, I sanctified you, and I ordained you. Somebody say, there's treasure in me. And a lot of times when we don't realize there's this treasure in us, then we walk around instead of seeing as set, uh, uh, setups, we see them as setbacks. As, instead of seeing opportunity, we see misfortune. But I've got to let you in on something. The enemy doesn't fight unless there's something to be won. Oh my goodness, somebody help me in here. The enemy does not press. The enemy does not attack unless there's a valuable thing that he can gain from this. See, that ought to make you praise God in here this morning and glorify Him because the reason why He's been hitting you like He's been hitting you is because there is a treasure. There's a treasure on the inside of you. And you don't even see it. Come on, somebody. I'm looking at some of the most anointed men and women of God, and you don't even see it. You're laughing at it. You're crazy. No, that's what I'm seeing. See, but you've got to see it. Come on. You've got to see it. You hear me say all the time, until you realize who you are in Christ, you're going to let the enemy whip up on you anytime, anywhere he wants to. But when you realize your rights, you're going to take a stand and say, I don't think so, not today. You're not going to take from me. You're not going to steal from me. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. There's an oil. There's something precious. There's an anointing that's coming forth. That if it breaks loose, the enemy is in trouble. That if it breaks loose, all the kingdom of hell is destroyed. If it comes forth, there's an oil. Come on. Exodus 1, verse 8. It says, Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel, somebody say God's people, are more mightier than we. This is the enemy talking about you. Oh my. Go to the next verse. Come on, let's deal wisely with them. Let us, unless they multiply, and it come to pass that when they fall, out, they falleth out any war, they will join unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Next verse. 
Therefore they said, they set over them taskmasters to what? Afflict them, put pressure on them. Mm-mm-mm. With their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasured cities, Python and Ramesses. Next verse. But the more they afflicted them, somebody help me read that. But the more they afflicted him, the, afflicted them, the more they what? <laughs> we read that wrong, didn't it? Surely it had to say, the more they decreased. They multiplied? You mean to tell me that the more the enemy hit them, the stronger they got? Come on, the more they got? Hallelujah, somebody help me. You mean to tell me that the more the enemy puts pressure on you, the more the anointing begins to flow out of you, the more the power of God begins to come up, raise up inside of you, and you begin to speak the word and subdue things around you? Somebody better give God some praise in here today because there's an anointing that's in this house for multiplication. Somebody shout increase. Shout it one more time, increase. You ought to say every day what Colossians says about you. I increase with the increase of God. I am increasing in my finances. I'm increasing in my spiritual walk. I'm increasing in my business. You ought to speak this over every area of your life. Because you've been commanded to multiply. Well, what if I'm being afflicted? What if I'm being pressured? What if the pressure and the troubles are all around me? What then? Let me tell you what then. The more they were afflicted, the more they multiplied. What does that say? It simply says this. And I know this is a shock in the church today. The enemy can't stop you. Now, now I, know, I know you heard otherwise. But I've been sent by the Lord to tell you the enemy can't stop you. I said he can't stop you. Yeah, I know we like to paint him as something big and bad, and, but let me tell you something. Luke 10, 19 declares that you have all power over the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yeah, he might try to pressure you. He might try, Come on, how many knows he'll try to put the pressure on you? Oh, yeah, what, especially in the areas that you believe in God for. If it's financially, he'll start trying to put pressure on your finances. If it's your body, he'll start trying to put pressure on that. If it's a new career, he'll start putting pressure on the job you have right now. Why? So hoping and praying. You heard the enemy. Can I tell you, the enemy hasn't changed his language. <laughs> Woo! He's not changed. He's still saying today, Let's get a hold of them now. Let's deal wisely with them now. Let's create trouble and schemes and all these different things. Let's arise trouble in their life so that they won't find out who they are. So that they won't raise up and realize that they have power over us. They are mightier than we. I said the enemy said that about you. Did you hear what I said? The enemy is saying right now that you are mightier than he is. And half the time, we're walking around thinking, oh, I hope, I don't know what the devil's going to do next. Come on, church.